on SEN Plus. Welcome to The Breakfast Stable. Good morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Stable. It's Saturday morning. My name is Jack Muller. Welcome to everyone. Welcome to Saturday morning. Welcome to the show. Gosh, we just got Facebook Live up and running, Petey Hilkey. Oh, guacamole into Venezuela and a little bit of chilli on the side and we're there. Crikey. That was a bit of a, that was a mad dash. Just as well no one actually had Facebook Live going before we went on air this morning because it would have been a bit of shenanigans. We need the Benny Hill theme song going in the yeah, background that... while people watch us trying to grab headphones and microphones. That would be amazing, Benny Hill. Whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, the three Stooges. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get yeah. in, oh. Well, the four Stooges, I think it is more likely. Anyway, we are glad we're here and we love it. Good morning, Miss Helen Riser. How are you? Good morning. We were so busy yappity 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 <laughs> that we forgot. <laughs> we forgot that we're going. We're going live shortly. Yeah, people don't realise it's actually not that much of a stretch for us to do this show because we just caught constantly anyway. Now, how about the numbers for today? Twenty second of the second of twenty twenty. There's two 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 two. Twenty second. Oh, oh yes, it's a row of twos. Well, I i mean, I don't know. I'm not a numerologist, but I'd like to find out if anyone's oh. a numerologist out there, what 222-2020 means. Well, would a psychic help? We've got a psychic oh, coming we in have later. got a we psychic have, coming we have, in. We've got a, we have got a very sort of um, mystic show today, haven't we? Because um, we have a psychic coming on um, and we've also got um, someone coming on from the Soul... Um, soul Star soul Festival. Festival. Yes. Soul Star. Soul Star. It's a bit of a tongue twister <laughs> first soul thing in the morning. Soul Star Festival. Soul Star. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a creep. That's creep. Okay, Pete, we get it. And you and you are listening to the breakfast. Oh yeah, that's right. Just in case you're not sure. Good morning, Catherine Savazio. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, honey. What's been going on in your world this week? Oh, I've had a crazy week. I've had a really really busy week. I did a podcast with the lovely people from 21st Century Women. But last weekend, after I left the show, I actually went to our one of our neighbours engagement parties. Okay. And wow, isn't it funny when you see your neighbours dancing up a storm instead of waving hello quietly over the, <laughs> over the side gate. <laughs> and then you, and then you see them after a few drinks on the dance floor at an engagement party. Whoa. Uh, hello. That was so funny. So, okay, so talk us through these neighbours. What would their normal kind of characteristics be? Why, why were you so surprised by their dance? Well, couple, we've got two neighbours, two beautiful neighbours, one on either side, and they've got different ways of saying hello. And, and right. because we're in and out ten times a day, my boys, you can hear my boys inside saying, hello, hello, like taking off the neighbour's accent so they know who's saying what. <laughs> okay. But no, there was a particular case where it was time to cut the engagement cake and uh, they weren't, the knife was taken off the young couple mm-hmm. and uh, a knife dance had to be performed before the, knife the, knife, dance. the actual knife was wow. used and the cake was what cut. What nationality are they? Iranian. Just uh, all they yeah. do is laugh all day. I hear the neighbours just laughing. Laugh through knives. They're so beautiful. So mm-hmm. I'm, I feel blessed to live in between them both. Hang on, I'm confused. <laughs> what is a knife? What's the knife dance? Well, was it, they <laughs> take the ca- the cake knife and before right. you cut the cake, there's a dance that you have to do and the knife was, you know, kind of... Yeah, it'd be like... Bandied around. You know around. when the dancers use batons and that to yeah, dance so this with was the knife. and all that? It would be with a knife. So the How young engaged couple was trying to get the knife. you wouldn't want to be too and... drunk while... No, it was quite <laughs> funny. It was twirling, quite funny. Twirling the knife and around. Go, Keep <laughs> away from me now. Was it, was it a special... I'm, I'm confused. Was it a special ceremonial knife or was it just your... No, it was a normal you? knife. But then somebody <laughs> came in and said, no, you can't cut the engagement cake yet. You need to do the knife dance. Da, da, da. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. And then I went to the uh, beautiful performance by... Um, I'm just the thinking, of, thinking of the Alfred Hitchcock shower yeah, scene. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the gorgeous um, Melbourne Opera event put on by Friends of Melbourne Opera and um, I saw some gentlemen coming in and there was, you can imagine at the opera, there was the most eclectic people there um, and there was men that looked like Karl Lagerfeld, you know, Ooh. with the little grey ponytail. Anyway, it was divine, mm. a black tie. And I saw these gentlemen coming in with... Uh, FOMO badges on here and I was thinking oh my god FOMO like these older men wearing these FOMO badges and apparently it's for Friends of Melbourne Opera ah, <laughs> so, so everybody me. wanted one so there was a lot of FOMO going on <laughs> but apparently want to like, you can get that. these memberships from like $50 up to $500 just to, to be a member and you actually go to these beautiful bespoke events sometimes yeah. they're in people's homes this was at the State Library it was oh, divine that would have been absolutely beautiful. divine because they renovated the it's, it's completely yeah. beautiful. So it's, it was yeah. it was with um, uh, Lady Potter, so Lady Potter and um, and her daughter actually. I saw those pictures. Beautiful, yeah, just beautiful. It was a beautiful, yeah, absolutely beautiful. I mean, so this is the Australian opera we're talking about. It was, of... It's the Melbourne specific Melbourne opera. Okay, Melbourne opera and, and mm-hmm. Friends of Melbourne Opera was mm. the group that did this. Is it be called Fayo? Yeah, And let's stop there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had a busy week. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so good. I don't know how I am. I love I love live anything, as we know. Yeah. We went to live theatre last night. We went to the Thespian Theatre. Oh, that's right, yes. And saw this beautiful production, um, you know, King of Hearts, and it was gorgeous for families. I think if 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 you're in Melbourne, in Melbourne, and you've got a young family, and and you'd love to take them to some arty cultural stuff, that's a a beautiful performance for young children and... And at, people at a bit the of Q light comedy. Courthouse. Yeah, and so they renovated well, they didn't they've converted the Q courtroom mm. into a theatre. So gorgeous. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well one would argue there's a lot of courtrooms of theatres anyway, wouldn't they? Best theatre performances yeah. done at some court. of the some of the stories that get cold get told in courtrooms, oh, I'm yes. sure, um, yes. would rival any very theatrical yes. performance. Um, <laughs> well you know the scene in Pretty Woman that she goes to the opera for the first time mm, and she's yeah, there yeah, yeah. mesmerised and tear, tears. tears in her eyes. Yeah. And, and even it was like that the other night. They only did three numbers, mm. three Beethoven pieces. And as soon as the music started, it really got me. So I think it, it's very, very powerful. Mm, it is yeah, very powerful. Beautiful. I remember going to the opera once and falling asleep. That yeah. was, oh, it lulled me into Jack. it. Jack. I've done that <laughs> in the front row in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember which... Oh, it was at the, we were at the, in the State Theatre, which, as you know, is yeah. Yeah. a beautiful, big, beautiful State Theatre at the Arts Centre there. And it was... I can't remember the production. It was... Oh, was it... Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway... I should have been called boring as, but anyway, <laughs> um, the problem we got invited to go, so of course you know we went. It was all very lovely, and the problem I had was I was right in the like in the centre of the row in the centre of the theatre. I could not get out. Like yeah. there, it, it was one of those things where it's not like you could. And be it's on the, the warmest end. point in the theatre, oh, and apparently because I was just sitting there and I literally was, I was just lulled. too tired to read the subtitle. Oh, <laughs> I was exactly like that, and I think if, if you're going to show off and get front row seats in the Paris Opera, don't choose a Polish one with subtitles. So you've got two languages you can't understand, <laughs> and you're jet lagged. We, we actually went to one at the um, the State Theatre, yeah. and was an Italian one with subtitles down the bottom. Mm. I actually did fall asleep as well. <laughs> Sorry, opera lovers. Yeah. No, I, know. Oh, I love the opera. Because I couldn't. I wouldn't dare fall asleep. 
I'm yeah. too busy reading the subtitles. No, exactly. <laughs> but then all of a sudden they start to blur as it goes on. Oh, <laughs> oh I know. Look, I think you've just got to pick and choose your production. You do. Uh, I think you that's do. the key yeah. with it. Yeah. I think you've got to be realistic. And for whatever reason, we ended up in an extremely boring production. And, mm. I, do, and I and I like I love string quartets. I love orchestras. I love mm. you know all the anything. I love live. But this is on get you out of the chair. No, the one I went to was an Italian, you know, mm. Italian opera, and it was about a guy that had a naughty uh, private life, and he had many women, and so I was, yeah, I was really curious and interested in that oh, that's story. That's why she stayed awake on that yes, one. Yes, Casanova, exactly. thank you very much. Well, it was funny, actually. Um, the QE2 on Monday night, she went to the latest production of The Importance of Being Earnest at the oh, Mould House, right. so she went with school, and that's one, that's my favourite play. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, she went in there, and we were we, we, we spent a couple of hours at Arbury Afloat having a couple of nice oh, little... As you do. As one does, waiting for the children to come out of their school excursion. <laughs> <laughs> and um, had a couple... We actually had some lovely Patient Wolf gin on Monday night. Oh, I'll just, we've had Davey oh, here yes, before from Patient did. Wolf Gin Distillery. Um, and that was lovely. It was a beautiful night. And so we, we picked her up afterwards outside the front of the malt house. I said, oh, my gosh, how was it? And she's like, yeah, it was okay. So it was really funny. She said... Oh, in parts, not really. She goes, yeah, she goes, there was a bit of swearing. I'm like, in the importance of being earnest. She goes, yeah. And she goes, oh, there was a little bit of, you know, um, it was a bit crass at times. And so all was the... it a modern day It was take. a modern take. Well, it was so funny. <laughs> like the be... modern day Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, it was a little, and the school <laughs> yes. had no idea. And Lizzie goes oh. to quite a conservative girls' oh, school. God. And so the next the day. teachers would have been mortified. <laughs> <laughs> so we get the letter the next day. Apologies. And it, yes. <laughs> and it was quite funny because I was out with Joan Rivers having an acai bowl, as we often do with the two of us. And she was, um, I I said, oh, the letters come from the school because the production of The Importance of Being Earnest wasn't exactly up to par, apparently. And she goes, and, and she just started laughing because she, she's been through mm. her school and, and now second year uni. So she was, you know, she's familiar with the letter that comes <laughs> from the school. And she goes, did they offer counselling? I said, yes, they no. did. Oh, my God. <laughs> letter gate. Oh. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, my God. They did something for swear words. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, <laughs> they look after the girls. I've got to say, they're a beautiful wow. school. They do look after that is them, hilarious. So it was very funny. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> well, I tell you who would have been swearing overnight. Yes. They won the T20, the oh, Women's Australian wins. Cricket Team. Thank World you very Cup much. Started. Yes. So the opening game, they lose by 17 runs. I think it was a really poor decision to mm. actually go in and bowl first. Mm. Um, that pitch up in Sydney was disgusting, by the way. Um Panamia Dove, yeah. the Indian spinner, she took four, four for 19. Mm-hmm. She destroyed them, that, really that's... destroyed them. I was watching that. I was just horrible. But anyway, but that's life. They play West Indies next, but they need, uh, they need to... Yeah, yes. we'll say oh, Sri Lanka Monday, I think. No, West Indies oh. for the girls next. Okay, cool. Yep. Well, hopefully they can come back from that. I mean, well, it was we, we scored 115, so it wasn't a shellacking, but still. No, they lost by 17 runs. Mm-hmm. You either win or you lose, Jack. <laughs> you win or you lose. <laughs> Far out. Thank you for qualifying. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but let's go to the T20 in the men's, however. Australia, you call shellacking. Six for 196. Steve Smith, top score with 45. Ashton Ager. He comes on and bowls. He gets a hat trick. He gets five for 24. Bundles the South Africans out for 89. A huge win mm. for the Australians there, which is great to see. Uh, AFLW yes. overnight. 
Melbourne went down to St Kilda. They had their Ninth, first win. No, yeah, 19 to 14. Yep, yep. A, a nice low-scoring affair, if yep. that's your <laughs> cup of tea. Well, Caitlin um, Geisner. Helen Reiser, what do you think, my darling? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm of... going with whatever Catherine says. <laughs> whatever Catherine says. Hey, but I, t- but I tell you what. Now, here's one. Here's one for March, March 8th, let's, let's all go to the MCG. No, absolutely. So, is it a day until oh, the 8th? I know there's Catherine. a massive game on the 8th. Yes, yep. it is. Um, and Katy Perry's coming it's, out. Yep. The final. The World Cup final. Yeah. And so, because what we're going to do is we're all going to go to the World Cup final. Then Helen Riser is going to give the update the Saturday after on the World Cup Stop final. Stop it. I'm yes. just take notes when it comes to sport. Oh, no, you can. You know how good you are. <laughs> you know this, will be, this, this will be Helen's update. This will be Helen's um, summary of the punch case. What date? I'll have to just make sure <laughs> I've got something on that sure. morning. I'm not sure about the uniforms they were wearing. Yes. <laughs> I don't know whether they're very flattering or not. <laughs> I don't think they should be wearing your flares. <laughs> well, it's on International Women's Day, so it's, yeah, a, it's a wonderful reason to go and support Absolutely. the sport. Yeah. It's yeah. going to, I mean, yeah. I'll definitely go and support. I don't know if I'll give it a... Um, yeah. I'll just be looking for the Commentary. wine bar. I was going to say, yeah. we'll, we'll find Helen Riser in the Percy Beams bar having a spritz. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, we've got some great guests coming up on the show this morning. Like I said, very mystic show today. You are listening to The Breakfast Stable. It's 8.15. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Good morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Stable. My name is Jack Muller and I'm back here with my stable mates getting into a Saturday morning for you and a beautiful morning in Melbourne too. We had a lovely sunrise this morning, didn't we? Gorgeous, love, just gorgeous. Gorgeous, darling. Well, somebody else said gorgeous, who we absolutely love, is the gorgeous Miss Catherine, who... Is running around on her stilettos in the studio as we my high heeled slippers <laughs> <laughs> and a tutu. As, as I write my next journal entry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I think Pete, we were talking about um, you know some of the things that are going on in Melbourne last week, and in particular um, the Chinese community. Yes, um, you know, really. I guess taken, you know, a real big hit with the coronavirus issue and uh, some of our iconic restaurants like Shark Fin um, that had to close. But what I really love is that as Melburnians and as Australians, we get behind people. And last night they actually had the buildings in the city were lit up. So um, the gallery, the art centre, the Melbourne Museum and a couple of others were lit up in red and gold um, as a sign of standing together with the Chinese and the people that have been affected. Mm. And also yesterday, uh, the Shark Fin Group reopened the restaurant. Yeah, that's right. So it's really, really wonderful. There's a whole group of us that are going to be going to Shark Fin. Yeah, there's a a whole whole lot of... And they're having a whole heap of dinner nights. And that's the thing, like, everybody's rallied behind them and actually... So people have fabulous. people have gone there, and there was a queue around the host, uh, around the the whole sort of block the other day, which is great. So mm-hmm. wonderful that's, to that's see awesome. things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I just wanted to t- touch on you know in our careers and in our businesses, those of us who have got businesses or side hustles, the importance to stay relevant um, and not to put all your eggs in one basket, Pete. <laughs> mm. So just important to really, I guess, be able to change with the times and be flexible. And, you know, through the week we heard that Victoria's Secret, uh, 55% of the business mm. got sold. And oh, gosh, we know yeah. that in 2019 they cancelled their runway show, which it used to be like the the like, event oh, of the year. Totally. You know, the beauty, the fashion, the music. Music, um, the I, I remember Seal, you know, yes. you are amazing, singing to his 
his yeah. wife down the runway. So, Maroon Five, yeah, yeah. just yeah. just iconic. So, I mean, it's I guess it's testament to the I th- times. I think that's probably one time of the year that most blokes actually understand about lingerie. All of a sudden, the couches everywhere were being sort of sat in yeah. with quite a huge intent, and the wine popped out instead of beer. Yeah. <laughs> and even their founder, like the the mm. eighty odd year old founder behind the business, is stepping down as chairman after this yeah. um, sale goes through because it's not relevant and and he's been linked to a couple of things that are are a little unsavoury. So, I mean, it's so important to have that, um, you know, pristine reputation to be relevant um, but to also be able to be flexible and change and be diverse. So through the week, um, I actually did a podcast for Virgin Airlines and the podcast that I was on was actually a food and wine show. And I guess, you know, that's an example of how you can, I've got a skincare company, but how can we be relevant in other spaces so yes. we're not pigeonholed? And and this is so important for people in your work and in and in whatever you're doing, just to try and scatter, you know, to some degree yes. your your opportunities and build some channels mm. for other ways to be relevant in, in the well, community. You were smart in that, you know, you were working on superfoods and foods, putting foods into skin. That's care right. And yeah. I mean, I love the, I actually use the product actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had Yell. some amazing yeah. feedback with that brand. Mm. But this was all about Aroma Baby. So, mm. Aroma Baby being on a food and wine show on Virgin Airlines, um, you know, you think, so what's the connection? But the connection is that we have food ingredients in the products. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I got brought up with an Italian father and, and a mother who loved to cook and with fresh produce in the home. And also I, as a teenager, was making face masks and body scrubs and things using yeah. things out of the fridge. So I think if you if you can tell your story mm. and there's ways of, um, you know, focusing on parts that make your story um, shareable to, mm-hmm. to other sort of avenues, then it helps you to stay relevant. And it's just so important in today's climate. And it's not about necessarily make, like, you don't have, it doesn't have to be forced. Like, no, all you not need to all. do is actually just tell your story. Yeah. 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 But I just love, finding other angles and finding other re- ways to, to, to say, repurpose, to Absolutely. say the same story in a different way. But I love the way, um, you know, Madonna has re- recreated herself every, mm. I mean, she, she's an artist, but she, she needs to stay relevant. Yeah. So every time you turn around, she becomes a different person. And, and, and take Taylor Swift did that. Mm. Yes. And I love that, um, how they re... Miley Cyrus did that. I mean, there's Mm. so many artists that are continually evolving. Yeah. And I think, you know, us in our careers and in our businesses, if we have them, or, you know, we've talked about before how easy it is to actually start up an idea. If you're passionate about something, you can launch a a business on social media. So um, that's... But but you could have a luxury brand and then create a diffusion line that's more accessible to the mass market. Well, Target did a few years ago with Stella mm. McCartney. I mean, yes. she yeah. had that launch through there, and yeah. that didn't. That even even Missoni did a did a range through Target, and if yeah. there's a few. Um, I think I, I saw another very high end Italian brand in a sort of mass, mm. a mass market budget store in <clears throat> in Asia. Mm. Um, I can't actually remember the two brands that were involved, but it was a very high end Italian brand and mm. a very mass market. And I'm thinking like Topshop type thing. Yeah. Yes, and mm. some of them are bringing in artists mm. to help to collaborate. Create, yeah, and collaborate and, and create the hype, activity yes. and excitement around the brand mm. and it gives it new life. I think the thing you've got to be very careful of is that you've got to stay to your core. That's you, right. That's oh, where totally. You, yeah, that's you've right. got yeah. to be relevant with your core and, and put your energy into that because all of a sudden you can become too much for everything. Yeah, it's, I guess so, it's about staying true yes. to, your, to your brand yes. or to your 
to your business, to your passion, whatever it is. But injecting fresh blood. Yeah, and, and a yeah. fresh way of telling the story and looking, digging deep and looking for ways to, to be relevant mm. um, instead of just staying the same... Otherwise, because you just people, can't survive. It's just really People tough. love mm. hearing about, like, they, people get shocked when they go, oh, I didn't realise you did that as well. Or I didn't realise that you were able to do that too. You know, people love hearing how yeah. diverse you are. But, I mean, it's very fascinating like that because even though uh, in my in my chefing part of life, I specialise in seafood. Is that chefing? Chefing. 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 Um, but I've actually, in the last few demos that I've actually done, I've just been specialising actually in steaks. Mm. You know, teaching people how to cook the perfect steak. And once you start to do these things and you pick it up, so I've just released my winter menu for a couple of platforms I'm working with. Um, there's no seafood on there. Mm. Well, that's well, disappointing. <laughs> but the me. thing is you're staying true to your core in that that's you're right. passionate food-based business Correct. and consultant um, and you're just mixing it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's right. And you'll be happy to know that one of the um, industries set to fly in the next few years is organic farming, Pete, up by about 15%. Organic and online, farming, good. Yeah, yeah. and good. online grocery sales as well. And down, which is no surprise, newspaper and print publishing, yeah. bookstores, um, and also the free-to-air television broadcasting. So mm. podcasting and really mm. amazing well, breakfast yeah. radio shows like this are going to just <laughs> oh, be... Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you'll see them everywhere. Uh, the breakfast table expands. Uh, Yes, we're, we're becoming organic. That's what's that's happening. That's it. That, and we are organic, and we come in here with our yeah, lavender absolutely. spray. And <laughs> you do. So, yeah. And Pete, what's happened in a food sense during the week? Well, look in the food sense during the week. There it is. We're going to ease it, people, because today, you know, everyone's going through all of this stuff. When I look at the start of 2020, there's been a lot going on from the bushfires, coronavirus, you know, and a lot of people. I've heard it just really, you know, unemployment's gone up. Mm. In, you know, up Business to, is tough. Correct. Jobs are hard to get. That's right. So mm. I really want people to take one moment and instead of spending too much money and living outside the means, let's, pull, let's rake it in a little bit. I want you to open your pantry. Now, I've got a question for you ladies. Sure. I'm sure you've got a tin of tomatoes in the pantry. Yes, absolutely. Right. Catherine? I'm, I'm a bit of a purist, so I, I don't have a tin of tomatoes, and there's a reason for that, but I do have tinned organic cannelli beans and broad beans okay. and other things, yes. All right. No, because <laughs> the reason why is I would love to see everyone just go through your pantry, pull everything out, every single tin that you've got, mm. and just wipe the pantry down, and I want you to take note of what you've got. And I guarantee there's tins in there that have been in there for the last 8 to 12 months that have not been used. Guess what? Start to use them. Open them up. Use them. Yep. Be creative in the kitchen. Start to be a little bit frugal, except for Catherine, because she's a purist, <laughs> and she's looking at me. No, no, I'm thinking the last time I pulled everything out of the cupboard was probably a couple of weeks ago when I broke the Italian sauce and it was all over the floor and oh, I, had to, no. I had to do the whole big clean-out. Yeah, I mean, but that, yeah, that's but that aside, yes. Yeah, yes. That aside, because the only reason I say this, because I've actually just done it. Mm. And then you find some tens of... Oh, this can do some Yeah, just throw that out. You know, <laughs> exactly. Where's that cream corn go? Ah. Yeah, oh God, yeah. But it's actually amazing, though, because you you pull that out and you can put you can bring together some amazing dishes. Mm. I just made a curry mm. the other night, and there was some curry powder. Well, I don't know; it was a little bit old, but ended up just getting some chicken thighs. That's all I had to buy was just chicken thighs. Yes, because the rice is there, everything's mm. there, and I used a lot of the produce from the pantry and even dry herbs, um, and it just made this beautiful curry. 
there is just so many ways to inject some great food into your life. Mm, yeah, and me. that's by utilising what you have instead of going out. I think a lot of people today, they go out, they buy, they fill up their shopping cart, they take it home, they whack it in the pantry, the non-purists I'm talking about, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> and what, but just by doing that... You just you're stucking up. You're constantly kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. topping the funnel up, but you're not taking it from no, the try. back of the pantry either. I, mean, I can't get into my pantry because there's six other people in there. Oh, constantly. Gosh. I mean, I'd be lucky if but I didn't get in the pantry. But it's about putting money back in your own pocket. Yes, yeah. It's just about saving that little bit of money, and you can put aside and say, you know what? Yeah, we can go and have an ice cream if that's what you want—a nice organic one because they're really nice, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But that's what it's all about. It's just mm. saving a bit of money and it's just being frugal in the kitchen. It's utilising what you've got, mm. utilising your leftovers, being smart about it. Yep. It's just like lunches. If you've got a bit of rice, make a rice salad, take mm. it to work. I think if you get if you get used to making things from nothing and just coming up with ideas, you get into a pattern and then you can just create things yeah. from a few different ingredients. And the great thing is our phones, you just Google, mm. you know, yeah, dishes using cannelli beans. Mm. Or but, but especially to your kids, mm. then you become inspiring because they see something that you don't normally do mm. and they see you're having a go and guess what? They follow suit. They start to have a go. I don't know. Well. I've got two boys that still won't cook their own dinner. Must be doing something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Catherine. We're going to be back after the break. You're listening to The Breakfast Table. It's 830 this is the breakfast table on SEN Plus. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the breakfast table. I'm here with my stable mates, and as always, Helen, we have some lovely guests coming in, and we've got a bit of a a, um, a mystic sort of feel this morning, haven't we? To the totally, show, totally, because you know. we've got the Soul Star Festival happening soon, mm. and um, that's on the Sunday, the first of March, at Timber Yards in Port Melbourne, and I, we have the most amazing woman who is one of the um, psychic mediums uh, at the at the festival yep. who will be doing readings at the festival and um, good morning Julie good morning guys Thanks for, <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for coming in I'm fascinated by this because it is one of those I think topics that people kind of never really kind of a lot of people most people don't really know how they feel about it. I think mm-hmm. it's an interesting yeah. topic, isn't it? So you're you're predominantly a medium. So yes, you speak correct. to those who have passed. Yes. Who may be our guardian angels or yeah. people that surround us, mm-hmm. each individual. Yes. So, I mean, there's psychic, medium, clairvoyant. I always get confused between them. Yeah. So, um, so um, a psychic is someone that, um, you know, might read cards, might kind of look at your past, your present, your future, and is really honing in on the energy that's around you. Um, A medium is someone that who can connect to loved ones that have passed over, your spirit guides, um, other energies at a higher realm. Um, And then a clairvoyant is predominantly someone who's described that they can um, get visions and images when they are reading someone's energy. Yeah. Right. Wow. So, I mean, I see, I mean, I, I have been to psychics and mediums and I feel they give me guidance and direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes when I'm at crossroads in my life, um, whether it's personal or business or family related, um, and so what? I mean, what's your passion when you when you do your Mm -hmm. readings? What is what is it that so um, that 
you know, makes you feel amazing when, when you do your reading? Yeah, um, I think for me the main thing is when someone comes to see me, we are focusing on um, the, the things that are coming up and predominantly the, the journey for them to get from A to B. So the guidance is giving them tools and information to help them through difficult situations or even if... Um, Sometimes when we're so hung up on meeting Mr. Ride or that next best job, so to speak. <laughs> um, well, Catherine, <laughs> who would be hung up on meeting Mr. Ride? <laughs> um, we could definitely um, get stuck in, you know, the mindset of like when, 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 and we forget the beautiful journey of being present. Mm. Um, do you know what I mean? And so yes. my job, what I kind of feel like is my job, is to make sure that they move through their journey with ease. So remove some of that anxiety and even like the stigma around like you should have A, B and Z. So it is really about guiding them and not just how to deal with um, what's going on in their life, but also how to deal with the things that are around them that, that they don't have control over, you know, mm-hmm. things that have happened in the world as well, because we all feel things, like Absolutely. especially with um, the fires and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. And then when they get the thing that they want sometimes that can be very overwhelming Mm -hmm. so helping them navigate through that as well is really important and I think that's what spirit has always from my experience wants us as humans to understand as well that we are here as a collective we're here to kind of support each other um, and that they just really want to pass on messages that help you through your journey and you've got such a calming voice oh, as do I? well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, just because I suppose the way the world is going mm-hmm. and there is a lot of uncertainty, there is a lot of stress these days, have you found in the time that you've been um, doing your job that mm-hmm. you have more and more people coming to you all the time now because people just need some sort of feeling of reassurance or some sort of feeling of guidance because I suppose the world's going a bit crazy? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and what I really like um, at the moment is that when people come to see me, it's not just about themselves. They are thinking about the mm. world and what they can do to make a difference. So that's really beautiful to see that everyone um, is evolving and expanding. So as much as it's really negative times with mm. some of the things that have happened, it is bringing um, a lot of people together to, to help, you know, the world, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which is what are you were alluding to just before, Catherine, about people helping with the Chinese community. And- Absolutely. And I think also, you know, the whole thing about... <laughs> Um, finding that joy and that peace within us and not actually looking outside. Mm -hmm. And there's that um, analogy of you don't see the light if you don't have the dark. So having that contrast and being able to navigate it with a support network without sort of falling, you know, deep into depression or Mm -hmm. feeling overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. um, but it's not taking it in that really, really heavy way, but it's just a part of the journey. Yes. And I think a lot more people I'm, I'm noticing are really um, embracing that. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, what I've recently added within my business and service offering is that when people come in for a session, um, it's not just the messages that come through. We are combining it with a healing. So it's about um, removing any like negative blocks or attachments that may be also within our mindset mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. them move into what I call like the vibrational or the frequency of like their future self. So it's about really... Um, I call it like you're manifesting on a higher level. So it's about going, this is it's what like I want. getting a counselling yeah. you know, at the same time. 100%. You know, yeah. I love that. Mm. 
Yes. So, um, I mean, you're going to be uh, doing readings yes. at the festival yes. on the 1st of March, yeah. which um, we're very excited about. Yeah, I'm very we're excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, and tell me, I mean, when, when you do your readings, obviously um, people come to you mm-hmm. uh, um, or those that are their guardian angels. Mm-hmm. And, so how, how does it all happen? Do, for, for me? Do they all scream, oh, hey, I want to say something <laughs> to the one you're talking to right now? Yes. And, very much so. So for, for me, what happens is um, when I'm working with the people that I normally work with, so I call it like my master guide, so there's a number of different energies that are in that space, um, they will talk to your spirit guides um, and then the information is then passed through to me. And the reason that I go to a higher level than just your spirit guides is that your spirit guides might also be um, picking up on what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So my job is to not just tell you what you want to hear, but to co- go that next level wow. and tell you what you should what should come yeah. through. Isn't there a few of Chinese whispers in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> messages get a bit construed. Yeah. Hang on, you said you wanted me to what now? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Julie, are you picking up anything in the room? Is there anything going on here that, that oh, you can share with us? Going on in here. <laughs> Apart from the obvious. <laughs> yeah, so when I read, I will like, I'll hone in. So rather than kind of going and going, oh, I'm feeling energy of this type mm. of stuff. So I'm happy to kind of like do a little bit of readings for it. Yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, cool. Why, All right. why not? Awesome. Fascinating. Lovely. Okay, so I'm going to start with you, Peter, if that's oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like there's a number of different changes coming up for you. And what they keep talking about, I do think even in your career space, so not just this radio, so I don't know much about you, but they keep saying to me, there's other things that you do outside of this radio. And there has been some significant changes for you. I feel like I'm being taken back to more so like around September, or the later half of last year. And a lot of those um, changes, and it also could be in the mind, doesn't have to be the physical changes when it comes to career, are starting to transpire now. And I do think there's going to be some significant changes around May and June of this time to propel you to a different level within your career. And I feel like somehow it's going to link to either this radio station or something bigger than that. Does or that a much bigger network. Nice. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, so I do think that's all positive. I'm not saying you're leaving the show. Don't. No, 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 no. We love you, Pete. Yeah. You're leaving yeah. us. But it's almost like you are now ready for the next level to take more on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Um, So, Miss Helen, the first thing they keep coming up with you is they do keep saying to me there's changes around your home environment. So I'm not sure if you are looking at either shifting from your place or renovating, but they seem to be some positive changes coming up around the home place for you. Okay. They also talk about travel. um, And I do think I'm still with you, but I feel like I might be a bit... Um, either in the next couple of months or the, or the second half of this year, there seems to be a significant trip being planned or that's going to come up, okay? And I feel like that is then going to change how you see certain things with who you're going on that trip or what that trip signifies for you. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okey-dokey. Now, love. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Love. Where, where does she start? Okey-dokey. Um, so with you, Miss Catherine, they called you Miss Catherine. All right. So that means to me that you have either been single for a while or you see yourself as 
single, right? So I feel like for you, in order to meet the right person or to bring the energy of the right person in, which I do feel is coming for you, and they keep taking me more towards the later half of this year, start of next year, I feel like we need to shift your mindset away from I'm always going to be single or I haven't been in the right relationship or when am I going to meet Mr. Right? I think it's more about um, making sure you understand what it is that you want in a relationship, like the, the checkpoints. Does that make sense? Because I feel like I keep getting taken like two years ago. Must Something must have happened two years ago for you in your mindset to be like, I'm not sure about relationships or this is what yeah, I want. I'm very happy being independent. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes when we make that conscious decision to not be in a relationship, mm. the universe goes, well, I'm just going to halt everything until you are ready. And I do think there's been a bit of confusion about what it is that you actually want. And that makes sense if you have made that conscious decision mm. because it's like, well, I really like my independence and no one's going to tell me what I can do. <laughs> but then, then there's moments where you want the um, companionship, mm. okay? And so I feel like the universe is like saying, we just want her to kind of really tell us what she wants. But in order for you to understand what it is that you want, I think there is some wounding or some trauma and I keep getting taken back to my late teens and then also in my mid-20s. Um, and then in my 30s. And then- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but significant for you, I keep getting like the age 17, so it's in the late teens. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be about relationships. Sure, that sure. one feels like it's more to do with... Wow. Um, Oh, I feel like family, but not immediate family. So it might be the environment that you were in. Mm. Um, and then like, I feel like I'm sitting around between 22 and 26 seems to be also significant. And that may have been more about you understanding who you were a bit better. Mm. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> All righty. Oh, look at that. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I go? Oh, we, we can do a quick one if you like. <laughs> okay, duck. Um... Okay, so when I focus on you, they do keep saying to me that you are quite in a happy space. Okay, so I don't necessarily feel like there's anything negative going on around you. Um, I feel like I keep getting taken back like three years ago and seven years ago. I feel like there's been some shifts along the way for you specifically within your emotional state. And so where you sit now, you do actually feel like you are in a really positive space. Um, And anything that has happened over the last six months seems to be kind of shifting out and you're moving into a much more higher frequency vibration, if that makes sense. Oh, that's good. Frequency vibration. Oh my god, that sounds awesome. Well, look, I'm not going to knock that back. And that was fascinating. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. And you'll be able to catch Julie at the Star Soul Festival in, I think, early March, isn't it? Soul Star Festival it's on, on the, the first of March. On my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Breakfast Table. We'll be back after the break. This is the Breakfast Table on SEN Plus. Good morning. You're listening to The Breakfast Table and we are almost done with one other hour again on a Saturday morning. We go so quickly, don't Helen? It goes so fast. Yes. Well, we have had uh, a busy week and Mm. another busy week to come. Yes. Thank you for my intro music. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we had Shrek the uh, opening night, Mm. so Shrek the Musical, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I did go to the launch of it um, a few months ago and uh, I have yet to to go see it, but Mm. what I saw at the launch was absolutely spectacular. Um, Also tonight, Bond uh, Melbourne have got the Rio Carnival event, which is sort of the beginning of their event season for the year. 
um, and that's at Bond, Melbourne, mm. in the city from 9pm. Uh, also, Billy Elliot uh, night, uh, opening night is uh, coming up on um, tomorrow night. Or yeah. tonight, actually. No, no, it's Sorry. tonight. You're going to split tonight. yourself into two places oh, tonight. Oh, gosh, yes, <laughs> I am. Yeah. Um, and also the Kangan Industry Awards, the Kangan Institute. Um, so congratulations to, uh, to Katrina and everyone there. Uh, I'll be I'll be heading down to see the amazing talent. Do you just week. drive around Melbourne in a car with like your... your oh, just your dropping into drive, events. Just wardrobe dropping in the back seat oh, of the, the car. Wardrobe's <laughs> the biggest <laughs> dilemma, actually. <laughs> quick, quick change, quick change, Now, Helen. we've got the most beautiful um, guest here today called uh, Bryony Goldsmith, who is the founder of Soul Star Festival. I've known Bryony now for quite a few years. Yeah. We launched it together years ago, um, a few years ago. And it's the most gorgeous family mm. day, uh, you know, where you can enjoy different things that are out there. It's more a high-end festival um, where, uh, you know, you, you, it's all about health and wellness um, in a beautiful setting. So welcome and good morning, Bryony. Thank you, Helen. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So tell us about what's on offer for Soul Star Festival. Actually, before that, because we, we want to go into that, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what made you start this incredible festival that I've been going to every year. <laughs> well, um, I'm a qualified nutritionist, so that, I guess that's where my interest started in this space and um, I'm also a meditation teacher but I've just I've been luckily in a family that I was always open to this space and I guess I was always going to these different events and festivals and they weren't quite what I was looking for. I didn't feel like I fitted in so I just wanted to create something that felt like it was for everyone and not a particular type of person. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I find it's not very commercial. Like, it's not like everyone's out to sell something. It's more about, it's a beautiful space and, uh, you know, and I know the one you did at Timber Yard, uh, Catherine Mm. and I went last year, Mm. um, which was more the market day, which was absolutely beautiful. Mm. So it's going to be at the same venue on the 1st of March. It's it's all day. It's all day. It's the same venue. It's it's a similar feel to Soul Market last year, Mm. but it's going to have even more uh, workshops and talks and and things to do, so like group meditations, yoga. Yeah. But, you know, the yoga will be different. It's like energy healing yoga or chiropractic yoga. It's just got everything's got a little bit of a twist, so it's not your everyday experience for people. And it's just meant to be a bit of fun. And like you said, it's not like a real salesy thing. We do have lots of stalls. Oh, but absolutely. All the, they're all the, you know, the little, um, the little the the makers. Yeah. They're the, they, they are so passionate about what they do and they're not here to push anything on to anyone. No. They, are, they make their products and they do it out of trying to search for something themselves that they couldn't find and creating it and, and putting their heart and soul into it. And I think people can feel that when they come to It's the all events. about, it is, a soul food and soul. I mean, Catherine and I were there. We tried our first turmeric mm. latte, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it was something to, that we could experiment with and mm. know that we're in a good place where we could try these things. And we also, we joined in a group healing session. It was kind of a a meditation type thing, um, which was really lovely. So it was in that big space and the room was dark and they had the music going. And there was quite a few people that were were really physically moved by the experience. And we certainly were. Oh, I had tears. And I remember the lady behind me was a bit emotional and and that made me emotional. And and the Mm. host said, oh, 
you know, why are you upset? What's come up for you? And I said, oh, no, I'm upset because she's upset. And she said, oh, OK, we've got an empath in the room. So, it's, <laughs> no, but, I mean, that's typical of me. But, it, but it's more like, fe- yeah. you know, feeling um, the energy from the lady who was actually sharing Absolutely. this experience with us. It was just divine. Yeah. And, and I think when you come into a space like this, you do open up more and mm. then you are more open to feeling other people. Mm. And, you know, before the event opens, I have a shaman clear the space. <gasps> so, you know, you literally are walking into a sacred a space when you yeah. walk in because you can imagine as at a venue they have alcohol mm. and all these different things that you know that go on at events so we clear the space so and people will say to me I didn't your know events that. yeah um, your events feel different to other uh, similar mm. events and that's why I mean I suppose there's so many different energies that actually come into these events mm. I mean the one big thing for me going through my little spiritual life was when you do come across somebody that is going through they've got their own pain is almost put myself in a, in a lotus flower and to stop actually bringing their energy right into you and taking it in. You fold the flowers up, acknowledge, but then you don't take it in. Yeah. But just be just there so for them. Poetic. See, we're a bit of a spiritual bunch in here. You are. a spiritual teacher here. Now, I know you're very, very selective with who you bring on board as healers and, you know, whether they're readers or practitioners. Um, because I know you've actually said to me, Helen, I know how good these people are. I've tried them all myself. Like, yeah. you've actually gone through, which is rare. Yeah. Well, look, know? I don't think anyone's had as many readings and healings as I have. I sometimes have had up to three in one day. Wow. So I've had a lot. And um, because of that, I feel like I'm a bit of a wine taster when it comes to healers and readers. And they're not all created equal. And they're not all coming from a heart-centred space. And you can feel the energy of that. And once upon a time when I was younger, I thought all readers and all healers were great. And I'd let anyone touch my energy. And I'm much more selective now. And and because of that, I want to protect my guests that come to oh, my events. That's amazing. So, and because, that. you know, I mean, I suppose you are aware that there's probably, you know, there's a huge range of people coming and there are probably some really vulnerable people mm. coming who are looking mm. for, you know, just something to sort of, you know, give them, again, as we were saying with Julie before, you know, guidance or some sort of reaffirmation maybe. They're at a crossroads in their life. And so the fact that you take that responsibility seriously is wonderful because, you know, you can see how a lot of people could, you know, really go down a, a sort of wrong path path if they're not sort of guided in the right way. And there's some people that just need Chardonnay and there's some that need gin like Jack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a good gin, Tony. I, I think like a lot of people in this space actually are in a vulnerable space mm. and, and, and it is a really unregulated industry. Mm. So I've tried to create my own regulations within it and I get all the readers and healers to sign contracts before of like a of ethics mm. of how they will treat people and what they'll say to people and that's really important mm. to me. Amazing. Yeah. So it's a full day and, um, I mean, you can, there's so many things like inspirational speakers and healers, and w- which we love. Now, we've got something really special from you and we really appreciate it. Um, and that's the ticket giveaway uh, for our listeners. So um, thank you for that. So um, the info about the, um, it is basically a whole day where you get to have an amazing, amazing time at the Soul Star mm. Festival. And... And 
Um, and yeah, so we're, we're going to put that on our Facebook. So yes, Jack, yes, we've got yes. a double pass, have we? Yes. Yep, awesome. That'll be terrific. Yep. Take, take, um, you know, take a good friend, take a partner, take a relative. A yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I went, I went last year for the first time, and I was completely blown away by how what, what positive energy it had um, in there, and everyone was walking around with a really big smile on their face, which I thought was really and relaxed. Yes, was so it's actually a very relaxing environment. <coughs> yeah. So we'll put it. we'll put details of that. Um, on the Facebook page after the show. Thank you, Bryony, for Thank coming you. in. Thank you also to Julie for coming in. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank you ladies. Thank, Thank you for having you. us. Thank you, Thank Catherine. You. And also, thank Pleasure. you, darling Pete. Thank you, Damien, as well. And enjoy us, your 22nd of the 2nd of 2020. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You've been listening to The weekend. Breakfast Table. Have a great weekend.